times. Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint left, GU corner, half back, flat, on two. Ready? Right. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue 42! Blue 42! Good morning, Bump. How are you now? And I'm sure, Bump, that if you had a very controversial take that people would give you that kind of look, I bet it would involve one Kobe Bryant, perhaps as a goat or something like that. You already know, Paul. <laughs> My take, Kobe is the greatest basketball player to ever bless the court and save the game of basketball and to put on a basketball jersey, <laughs> KB all day. That's a great way to start this hour off, Puffin. Good morning to you. Uh, question one. We heard some interesting comments yesterday from Kerry Hyder during his introductory press conference. He said that he models his game after Michael Bennett. It did. You know, that's a, that's a guy I've looked up to and looked up to in the league and a guy I've kind of modeled my game after. So, you know, the characteristics were there because I kind of that's, – that's who I watch, you know, same body type, that kind of thing. So I just kind of always – that's kind of one of the reasons why I always kind of picture myself in Seattle because I can kind of see myself in that same type of role as Mike. I'm really intrigued by what Hyder might bring to the table. He was, of course, very productive in San Francisco last season with eight sacks. So question for you, Bump, is the Seahawks' pass rush better than it was last season? You add Kerry Hyder, you lose Jaron Reed, but for the most part it's the same cast of characters as last year. Yeah, so you're pretty much talking about two guys being swapped, right? Everyone else is back for the most part. Um, I would say they're better. We're looking at numbers, they're better. Jaron Reed had six and a half sacks. Kerry Hyder had eight sacks. The thing that kind of makes you pump your brakes a little bit is that Hyder's coming off a career year. Can he do it again? I think he can. I watch him play. I see some Michael Bennett in him. He's around the same size, 6'2", 270 pounds. Will they move him inside like they did Michael Bennett on passing downs is my question now. Are they going to use him like Michael Bennett? Do the Seahawks see him as Michael Bennett? But when we look at him on paper, they got Mo better. It's like what I tell my kids. Hey, that's Mo better. I think Puna's <laughs> going to be better. I think uh, we still haven't seen Daryl Taylor. Alton Robinson played good as a rookie. Eight and a half sacks for six and a half sacks. I'll take the swap. The Seahawks line is Mo better. Mo better. Okay. I'm writing that one down. I like the addition of, of Kerry Hyder. I do feel the need to pump the brakes a little bit on the comparisons to Michael Bennett because, man, Bennett was about as good as we've ever seen at that spot. And it's like, hey, this guy who signed for about the same amount of money, actually it's a little less, is going to come in here and do the thing that the best guy that we've seen, the best guy that we've seen, somebody who emerged as one of the most disruptive defensive linemen. It kind of feels to me like the San Francisco 49ers going, well, we're actually going to follow the Patrick Mahomes plan with the number three overall pick. It's like, oh, I'm sure you want to. I, it, I don't know if that... That might be that might be setting the bar a little bit high. Michael Bennett might be a little bit high for what would be a very productive signing for Terry Hyder. Yeah, I, now you have to admire a guy for looking up to Michael Bennett because what he did yes. was great. He had a season with ten sacks, eight and a half sacks. There was a three or four year run, especially right in the middle of his career, where he was dominant. And as an athlete, you always compare yourself to somebody, right? When I was coming up, I'm like, look, I, I got to look at Heinz Ward. He's the only slot receiver I saw growing up. I'm going to look at Heinz Ward, and I want my game to look like his. Can it be Michael Bennett? Again, tall order. We'll see what he does. But I like the confidence. I like that he's comparing himself to someone who's been here. Now it's about this this coaching staff. Are they going to use him the same way and let him lose? Eight and a half sacks last year. Now he backs it up. 
devil's advocate argument in favor of Kerry Hyder, because I'm with both of you guys, it's going to be very difficult for him to fill in the shoes of one Michael Bennett. But, okay, he's now 29, going to be turning 30 this, this coming season, and he's finally going to get into a spot after getting an eight-sack season where he's likely going to be, I would say, a starting player. Maybe he's not, but... Michael Bennett at age 27 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. His first year was a full-time, all-every-single-game starter. He had nine sacks, and then he goes to the Seahawks. But before that, maybe not looked at as a guy that was going to end up being the player that he did become in Seattle. So I'm not expecting it. I think it would be very, very rosy and optimistic to expect more out of Michael Bennett this coming season. But I do think that there are some similarities that could make it a similar a, a similar experience with Kerry Hyder. Kerry Hyder is turning 30, but he was on a practice squad for, what, two years? So he's he's really 28. We'll give him 28. But I, I understand your concerns. Once you see that 30 mark on a, on a guy's on the, on the roster or the depth chart or whatever, it makes you start to think a little bit. But he doesn't have the miles, big shoes to fill, I will take another eight and a half sack season from that guy. You get eight. I say you Absolutely. get seven, eight sacks out of that dude. That's a win. You get five sacks out of him for what you're paying and what you've gotten. That's yeah. a win. Question two. Does Russell Wilson need to rein it in a little when it comes to the ad-libbing and the freestyle. And this question comes from a conversation we had yesterday with Kurt Warner saying that, hey, the guys who typically take a lot of sacks are typically the guys that are trying to make something happen. And there's a there's a point where you try to do that a little bit too much. Here's Kurt. You mentioned Patrick Mahomes, that he got away from playing the game on schedule in the Super Bowl. And there was a lot of talk about the, the offensive line and the pressure. And, but he was running around a lot of times in that game when I don't know if he needed to run around because he got a little bit impatient or wanted to make the, the special play instead of just making the layups that were there to be made. And it ultimately hurt them in that game. So you have to find the balance when you're a guy like Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes to make the layups but then make the special plays when you can. But you can't live in that world where I, I expect to make – 15 or 20 special plays every game against good teams. It's just not going to happen. Do you think Russ needs to rein it in? Bump? Um, I think he does and he will naturally. I think as you get older, you naturally start to rein it in a bit because physically you just can't do that, but you can't lose who you are. That's part of what makes Russell Wilson special. So I don't think he comes into the season and says, man, I'm, I got I to gotta get the ball out a lot faster. I'm holding on to the ball a bit too much. Maybe he's, he has people around him telling him that. But you also have to allow him to be himself. This is, this is Russell Wilson. You got to take the good and the bad. It's like with Brett Favre. You're going to tell Brett Favre, hey, man, no, don't risk it. Don't, don't make those crazy throws. Yeah, you lead the league in interceptions all the time. But this dude also made some crazy throws and won some ball games. So it's a, a game you play. You want your guy to be responsible, especially your quarterback. But if what made him special, if you want to rein that back, it kind of takes away his personality. It takes away his, his the connection between him and Tyler Lockett on the scramble. Be cautious with it. Be more careful with the football. But I say, man, if there ain't nothing there and you can move around and buy some time, then you do so. Shane Waldron's offense is going to naturally make him rein it in because – He's going to ask for him to get the ball out quicker. The concepts are going to happen so much faster. He's not going to have those opportunities. It's going to happen naturally. Age and offensive scheme is going to make that happen. 
I'd imagine, though, given some of the comments that he made about the offensive line this offseason and somewhat justified that there are some perhaps trust issues that he has with the offensive line that have been ingrained in him over almost a decade. And I do wonder, Bump, about the idea of turning into the more traditional quarterback as he gets slower and less athletic, if that's something that's going to be an easier transition for him, given that he has seen in so many years the Rams' defensive line eat up the interior of the Seahawks' offensive line. Yeah, I mean, experience is everything. As he gets older, he gets all these snaps. He's seen all these defenses. He's watched a bunch of film. Again, if he progresses the way that I think their grace progressed, they start to slow down, but they start to find ways to still be effective, to get the ball out, to see a defense. So I think as his abilities go down, I mean, that mental's going to go up. There's nothing like having a veteran quarterback who has won, not just a guy who held a clipboard and who's been a backup quarterback for 12, 13 years, and he comes in and you hope he's going to save the day. Now, Russ has been doing this. So as his abilities go down, I think he will become more of a pocket passer, but he'll always try to get outside the pocket. I don't care if this man is 40 years old. There's going to be times in the game where he's still more mobile than a young guy coming in at 25 who's just a statue in the backfield. It's going to happen. Natural selection is going to happen on its own. It's going to slow down. Natural selection. Natural selection. Love when that. you said that, I just imagine like like a, a, a smaller quarterback just getting devoured by like a Tyrannosaurus. Like natural selection. You're not fit to survive. Survival of the fittest here on the gridiron. Imagining like a Mac Jones coming out of the sea, like trying to crawl itself up on the beach like a, like a seal. I don't know. That's a weird image. Okay, question three. Because <laughs> he's like not that mobile, but he's trying to, you know... Evolve. I thought it was another another joke about his belly. You and Brock. It was. I mean. Oh, you're terrible. My belly isn't. Uh, question three, Bump. Carlos Dunlap was on with us yesterday and had some really interesting comments about Russell Wilson's offseason. Pay attention to one word in particular. You know, and these are my my opinion. You know, um, he, you know he, made, he made a mistake. Uh, voiced his words and and they were all taken the way that they were taken. Um, I'm not sure if that's how he meant or what he meant. But at the end of the day, um, I know his heart comes from a good place. He wants to win. And he wants to compete at the highest level. And he feels like we have the ability to do so. And he just wants to encourage and, you know, um, have more support in, in doing so. And it is what it is. Mistake. What's your reaction to what you just heard from Carlos Dunlap, Bump? Mistake. I don't think Russ made a mistake. I think that's, I guess, a, a take that I would say that I have a bunch of swords um, getting pointed at me by the 12s. Everyone who <laughs> thinks that Russ shouldn't say anything and he should just be quiet and, and go out and play football. I'm okay with him talking. I'm okay with him voicing his needs. He's the quarterback. He's the franchise. He's like a coach out there. He's part of the organization. He's more part of this organization than anybody else who puts on the jersey. Therefore, he has special privileges. That's just what it is. He made a mistake. I don't think he made a mistake. But I also think that um, he's ready to go now. I think that Dunlap is signed. I think that they got Kerry Hyde. I think Gabe Jackson's there now. I think he's looking at this Seahawk organization and say, okay, they're making moves. I'm good for now. But we still got to go out and win. I still got to see what this offensive scheme looks like. I still got to feel like I'm important and can perform. Made a mistake? No, nah, I don't think so. I'm okay with my quarterback speaking out and, and trying to fix things. I think the one part of it, and this is where it gets confusing to – what if you're saying that the mistake was making it sound like he wanted to play elsewhere? 
because there is a point when your agent gives four teams that you would accept a trade to, but you're not asking for a trade. Like, it begins to sound very much like, hey, he, d- he doesn't really want to be there. And if that if that was a mistake, not that he was wrong to say it, but to have the conversation go in that way was, was a mistake. That it wasn't about him not wanting to be here. And that, that part of the conversation he regretted. That, that's kind of what I feel he was saying, but I'm putting a lot of words in people's mouths there. You know what? When I was in high school, Kobe tried to leave L.A. He got on the radio, Power 106, yes. with yeah. Big Boy in the Morning. Boy and, called Stephen A. Smith, too. Yeah, and made it public. Look, I want to leave. All right, what did they do? They made some moves and made things happen. And what I, if, and me being a Kobe fan, diehard Kobe, my second son's name is Kobe. If Kobe would have left, I wouldn't have been mad at him. I would have just supported wherever he went. I'd still be a Laker, but I'm like, look, that's my favorite athlete. I'm going to show him some love. So this is just the first time the the Northwest has dealt with something like this. You know, the, Things like this happen. Superstars are unhappy sometimes. They're going to say some things. And Russell Wilson voiced his opinion. You might not like the way he did it, but the man wasn't lying. He was spitting facts, all facts. That is Blue 42. We love having Michael Bumpus in with us each and every Friday. It is Bump Day on Wednesdays. It's the Mike Check on Fridays.